bro, Brett, you were no. at Destination D, man. I know, I know, Craig. You know, I was thinking it has been so long since we have had, you know, dudes talking Disney. Though why don't we do it? Dudes talking Disney, Destination D23. Tubular. All right. That was <laughs> lame enough. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Well, hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR Illinois Community Voices, and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by my co-host, only one, Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hi. Hello. Hello, dude. Y'all, I'm sorry. I'm just like going, I'm going to have to make dude Brett go away and visit James Mason. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. A so man, I'm here now. I a man of at least one and a half impressions, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Brett Rutherford. Oh, that's so funny. Craig. There you oh, start. it's just so funny. We uh, are without Vanessa today. And uh, for a very uh, special and important reason, I always tell you every time we start this show that we are part of NPR Illinois Community Voices. And as you all know, Vanessa recently, within the last six months or so, has started uh, her career with NPR Illinois. And they are in the middle of a fundraising drive right now. So if you like our content, even if you don't live in Illinois, uh, but you enjoy our content, I would implore you to head over to nprillinois.org and find a way that you can give. Uh, we're actually recording this on Giving Tuesday. You're not hearing this until uh, Freaky Friday or whatever this upcoming Friday would be called. But truly, we are so fortunate to have uh, a thriving NPR station right here in central Illinois, uh, but also to be part of that station as well. So please consider donating to nprillinois.org. Let them know that Beyond the Mouse sent you, and uh, we will all be grateful for that. But that is why Vanessa gets the week off, because she is super duper busy right now. Yes, very busy. Yep. Speaking of being very busy, Brett, you <laughs> again... <laughs> again, went to Walt Disney World. Uh, and what I want to do is I want to talk a bit about your trip uh, briefly and kind of get sort of what you did beyond Destination D. But Destination D23 was really your uh, destination for this trip. And so we also want to go through some of the parks panel news that went on and talk, uh, give our reactions to the news that came up and uh, where the company is heading into the future and the things that we are getting back in 2022. So first things first, how was the trip overall, Brett? You were there. It seemed like you were busy every second of I every was. day you were oh there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like this haze <laughs> that you get into this Disney haze, especially like now that I've done a Destination D23 and it was similar to the haze that I experienced in uh, D23 Expo. So it's like, it's kind of like a fun place, but then after your, your trip, you just kind of go, uh, what happened? <laughs> But, but then you all the blur. it, you know, and then you do a podcast and you remember all the fun. And when you're preparing for the podcast, you go, oh, yeah, that was cool. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So it was good. Yeah. But, but yeah, so it was, it was very interesting. It was different than uh, D23 Expo, but we'll go into that a little bit later. Absolutely. You know, uh, Brett does all the work for this show. Well, Brett and Vanessa, really, I am just here oh, as the talent that uh, tries well, to get through the episodes. Well, um, yes. I, 
you have three things. You actually only have two things on your agenda to talk about that you came up with with an outline today. I want to talk about three things, and I'm throwing the one at you right away because I think it was the first of these three things that you did. You had the uh, barbershop, dapper, whatever experience in Disney Springs, and that's pretty art new. Of shaving. Yeah. Art of shaving. Art of shaving. That's what it is. It's, okay. Yeah, it's been there, I think, since, you know, since uh, – uh, Disney Springs came to really. I thought it was brand new. That's surprising. No, okay, no, it's not brand new. No, okay, okay. But yeah, I, I was uh, saluting my Yeti heritage more than my um, Viking heritage there for a while. But I had made an appointment like a month ago, so I had stopped my trimming of <laughs> of uh, my beard. So it was time for a shearing, and or at least you know a a trim. And, you know, 45 minutes later, I ended up shorn. Um, but uh, it looks, I'm thinking it looks good. And it's, you know, anyway, it's two weeks later and it's still, we're talking entirely too much about this. But anyway, I experienced it. It was cool. It was kind of like this, you know, um, pampering sort of session, but um, it was very cool. So I enjoyed that. So yeah, enough about that. But yeah, I kind of thought experience. as dudes talking Disney, as all dudes the dudes out there, Disney. you should uh, check this out because it it you did look uh, rather dapper coming out of that. You <laughs> looked all trimmed up and uh, extremely handsome. And Yvette Aww. Nicole Brown probably would like your face that much more <laughs> because of the trim that you had right. gotten. So yes. Art of Shaving, this one's free. Uh, if you want the second one, you've got to invite us in to, to actually experience your your oh. full service here. Um, I will tell you that the hair on my head is retreating uh, quicker than uh, any failing army ever could. So it's a matter. It's really up to you, Brett. You oh. are the one oh, that has yeah. to take wow. uh, this art of shaving moving forward from us. Yeah. The second thing, and this is something that you actually had on your outline. Um, okay. So now I'm sure that you're more prepped than when I throw things at you randomly. Yes, let but me talk you about my face. something you definitely want to talk about right so talk to us about uh, disney's very merry after hours party okay so you know i'm i've been to walt disney world a couple of times this year more times than i'd ever expected to but it's been an unusual year for several circumstances and when the opportunity to go to destination d23 popped up well like i mean like i was in queue and there i was and i (laughs) I, and I had the opportunity to sign up. So I'm like, going, okay, I'm going, but, um, I'm not going to buy park tickets. Uh, well, maybe I'll do Disney's very merriest after hours, you know, so I bought that, uh, too. So I had been to, I had been to Mickey's very merry Christmas party in the past. So this is kind of a new version of that. It's, um, and, and actually I had a great time, you know, it's, it, it was very similar. And then it was very different too, than, than Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. Um, the, the similarities, um, it's a party atmosphere at a certain time, uh, the, everyone with a wristband can play a little bit longer. And those that do not have a wristband are asked to leave anyway, in a very polite sort of holiday manner. But anyway, so, um, what was similar? Oh, well, there was, um, Coco and cookies and um yeah how were those snickerdoodles they looked they good were good they were really good it was and i'm not a snickerdoodle fan and i'm was not it really shirley or cheryl or is shirley's cheryl's, cheryl's, I think. I cheryl's think snickerdoodles cheryl's. so yeah so um i i might have gotten more than one i did anyway they didn't make it home sorry craig and vanessa but you know i was that's angry. okay um and so i had that experience um and because it was a 
after hours experience, we also got as much as many treats as you wanted. So, you know, I mean, I had the ice cream, I had the water in this instance, I didn't have a soft drink and, uh, and I had popcorn, you know, they just were lined up all over the place and you could get that as much as you want. So, and then also there was the Christmas parade was back and it was a slightly smaller version, but still to have the Christmas parade in the park was a wonderful thing and brought back really, really lots of memories, a flood of them anyway. And uh, so <laughs> now the problem that, well, it was a little bit of an issue. Weather was a little bit of an issue that night. And um, and so I did get to see the first parade um, and then mm, about halfway through the night, it started to, mm, I'd say showers there were showers but it was still fun because you know you can have fun at disney in the in the you know with showers it's fun it's great you know so i did that i did tons of attractions got to do that so i got to do the parade had my treats rode attractions it was great and then it was about time for fireworks and it will yeah okay it started to rain and it was raining and so all of the guests there for disney's very merriest after hours are there in front of the castle <laughs> in the rain and i started to watch and i'm like going mm, nope <laughs> So um, I knew that there would be a very, in fact, that was the Thursday before the Friday of the start of Destination D23. And I'm like going, I am here for Destination D23 and I need to get myself home and sleep. So I wake up early in the morning for the next day. So I did that. But yeah, the rain kind of put a damper, ha, 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 anyway, on the evening. And, uh, but, uh, but I had a great time. And, you know, if anyone's seen my, you know, the pictures, I definitely had a good time. You know, I took When the rain, rain, rain comes down, picture. down, down. I guess yes, I can't I sing any more than that, um, or else we will get uh, in trouble. So I do have a couple of questions for you, Brett. Uh, obviously, a washout is a washout, and you can't plan on that in Florida, especially. Right. Actually, we even get more of that in the summer, really, in Florida. It rains just about every single day uh, because that humidity is so high. There's so much moisture in the air at any given time. That aside, this yeah. is the most expensive party that has ever been offered by Disney. It is $160 to $250, um, depending on when you're going to go to this party. Parties back in the day when I was able to go to Disney World, back in the day right. when I went to Disney World, uh, Mickey's Not So Scary was like $72. So for me or for listeners out there, was this, again, removing the fact of the weather because that is hit or miss, but talking about the things you get to do, the uh, treats you get to have, the experiences that are there, was this worth it financially uh, moving forward? So people that are thinking about next year, what if this is the price point now that the Halloween party will be at, or the villains after hours will be at, or the Mickey's merriest again, would you recommend uh, paying this amount of money to get into the park like that? Hmm. <laughs> well, luckily I had one of the lesser expensive experiences. So yay, that was good. Um, uh, briefly though, um, Disney's very merriest after hours is six hours of fun. It's six hours. So if you, you know, if you do the math and divide it up, it's still, you know, it's six whole hours in the park. So with entertainments and all of that. So, okay. At that, at the time that I made this reservation, I hadn't planned on going into the parks at all. So this was my night to do it. Um, since that time I've gotten an annual pass and so I was in the park more and I'm like going, yeah, well, you know, it's just me. I, I had a good time. I thought there was value. 
Um, I probably didn't eat. Well, I didn't eat my weight and treats, but how could you do that? <laughs> no, I mean, there are teacups to go on. So um, to see a fuller on holiday, um, I guess the Halloween after hours event was there was less park entertainment. And and I think that Disney heard that. And I think that's why mm -hmm. one of the reasons they were upping that for um the merry yeah, after hours the halloween party was much more like a traditional villains after hours where there was really no parade there was no special fireworks done uh so i do think that you do get those extras what i'll say is that i always used the party as a park day so i'm not someone that has an annual pass i don't get to go down 65 times a year like brett has this past mm -hmm. year um so what i always did was say i'm going to spend my morning in the resort and then it used to be at least for mickey uh, not so scary. You could go into the park at four, but even if you went into the park at seven, if you go into that park at seven, and then you know that the uh, reduced capacity will allow you to ride any rides that you want and to do these extra bonus experiences. Plus then you're getting the treats on top of that. You're getting your drinks on top of that. You probably can make it worth the $160 that you would be paying for that because you wouldn't necessarily need the genie Disney genie plus service and all of that, because the uh, weights are so much more reduced due to the capacity that's allowed at these parties. So I could see it both ways. I could totally see that trying to bring my entire family on uh, the week of Christmas at $250 a pop, that's $750 for the family of three. That to me would not be worth it. However, I could see justifying the lower costs further out and making it just that be my park day. At $160, I feel like I could really make that worth it. But but thank you for those uh, comments and experiences. You do you did also get to see some other experiences in conjunction with D23. At least I think that this was a Destination D sponsored event. And that was that you got to see the new Drawn to Life Cirque du Soleil show. So talk to us about that. Oh, wow. Well... Cirque du Soleil drawn to life. Yes. When we, when we received our confirmation about, uh, our destination D23, you know, that we were doing that. And then we had the opportunity to purchase, uh, Cirque du Soleil tickets for the, this actually, uh, the second night of performances. And okay. I must say, and we're going to talk about destination D23, but I would say the highlight of my entire weekend was drawn to life. It is, it is everything. I mean, it was, it, it, it's so hard to really describe it. And when I see video clips, you know, that are promotion, I'm like going, well, that doesn't do it justice. It is everything. I am, I, I'm getting residual chills, you know, two weeks later and I will again, I'm sure. But it's, it's this combination. Um, it was kind of like Disney through the Cirque looking glass. It was this elevated, you know, circus, you know, Cirque du Soleil experience, but plus it's also about animation and, and it's all about the drawing and the movement and all of that. And, you know, I'm not doing it justice either because it was unreal. It was so exceptional. I had the best time and I still love it. And I would go see it again. I had really good seats and they weren't the most expensive and they weren't the least expensive, but they looked like, oh, well, that's pretty close. So I it seemed like you were kind of in the orchestra level though, right? Or did they consider that the loge? Um, it was kind of, it was orchestra. I mean, I wasn't that far from the stage and, uh, you know who you were far from though, I believe the night before you went, 
Mr. John Stamos is the one that introduced the show. <laughs> yes, and I don't believe he was there your night. Is that right? No, he was not. You know, the ever elusive John Stamos. <laughs> someday, 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 Brett, it will happen. On the uh, we're yes. throwing it out to the universe that it will happen. <laughs> but um, but that's great to know. I mean, it's just good to have like a piece of family entertainment that you can go and check out, especially if you have a bit of a longer trip and you want to spend that night in Disney Springs. This could be a really cool, awesome way to incorporate that Disney within that. So if maybe you're doing a seven day trip and then you're only going to do five days of park hopping or park tickets because you want to have that time at your resort, this is a really cool way to bring the whole family to this Disney show and kind of stay in that bubble. And it looks really neat. So I'm glad that you enjoyed that so much. Oh, it was amazing. I, I really want to see the, I mean, as soon as it was over, I'm like going, must have the t-shirt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I must have the t-shirt. Oh, that's yeah, great. The program too. Cause it was so interesting. Of course you that did. Moved in, that moved into the destination D23, which I cannot segue, but you can. I sure can. But before I do, I do want to mention that you had one other experience through Connected with D23, and that was that you got to see a special screening of Encanto. And I will say that we are going to put a pin in that because that is, of course, it's a Walt Disney animated feature. We absolutely want to cover that on this show. I am not sure when Vanessa and I are going to be able to see it. However, I have, I don't know if this is confirmed or if I've just been reading rumors that Encanto will be dropping on Disney Plus on Christmas. Christmas Eve. So I do believe that in January, we will cover that for you. Uh, if not before then, it just depends on timing and when when and if Vanessa and I can get to the theaters. Uh, but Brett, I know you said you also wanted to kind of see it another time when you're not yeah. in your kind of Disney phase yes, blurness, haze. right? My haze, yes. So we will yeah. plan on talking about that uh, movie likely in very early 2022 when all of you can also see it uh, if you're a subscriber to Disney Plus. Let's go in and talk about Destination D23. And particularly, I want to go to the parks panel, but you were also there on Friday as well. And there was some activity going on Friday for Destination D23, correct? Yes. Um, well, first of all, I mean, well, I had, I, I met up with John Panda and we, we had breakfast at Steakhouse 71. And it was, it was, I really enjoyed it. You know, it was the only, um, Steakhouse 71 reservation I could get. So I'm like going, Hey, so I asked John who was there. Um, he was part of the press group that, that experienced the whole weekend. So that was cool. And then we went to Encanto and then there was the opportunity to, uh, do some shopping, um, back at the contemporary. So it was like contemporary Disney Springs and back to the contemporary for Mickey's of Glendale, which is the shopping experience for D23 expos and for destination D23. So it's a chance for you to, sort of purchase some items that would otherwise be unavailable to regular Disney mortal guests because <laughs> there's, let's see, it's um, Imagineering items were there. And then, of course, the logoed items from Destination D23. There was also Muppet Studios and there were some other things as well as some book signings that you could uh, purchase the books and then have them signed a little bit later. So, yeah, so I did a little shopping slash viewing there and uh, then I went to Drawn to Life. So it was a day back and forth. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's really cool that you got to experience that. And Mickey's of Glendale, that's a, that's a shop that I am excited to go to if I ever go to a, a D23 event. As you mentioned, it's really a shop specific for the Imagineers out in Glendale. Uh, and so you kind of have to go either by being a guest of an Imagineer, which may or may not happen. You can also go on sort of their behind the scenes tour uh, through Adventures by Disney. I know I'm not calling that the right name, but that's what it is. And then also you can go at Destination D or the D23 Expo as well. Um, and some of the shirts and things like that were really, really cool that I saw uh, in the vlogs from this past weekend. So that's really great. And then we go into Saturday, which is the big parks panel. That's sort of how they opened up the day. They did allow for this to be not only people in the room, but also live streamed. What I did like about the people in the room is it seemed like they tried to plus it for you all, because I know when it was first announced that it was going to be live streamed, that was after the tickets were already on sale. And so I wonder if there was sort of a bit of a pushback from some of the people attending because they they're like, oh, wait a minute. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were sold out. And, and then they announced, oh, by the way, we're going to broadcast this to the masses. I do think that this is probably how things are going to be moving forward because of the success of virtual events like DC Fandom and Destination D and all of these virtual cons. I do think that in the future, they are going to allow for a lot more information or streaming to happen in those panels. And it's going to be, how are they going to plus it for the people that are actually in the room? One of the things that they were doing throughout was kind of giving away all these vacations. You get to go on a cruise and you get to go on a star cruiser and you get to do this, you know? So uh, unfortunately, Brett, you didn't win any of those, but from an audience member just sitting in that hall, how do you feel that experience was? Was it uh, up to what you were hoping for in a D23 type of an event? You're there with your people and it's and it's good to be with your people. You know, you speak the same language when you're waiting in line. You can absolutely talk to anyone and everyone has a Disney story. And that's that's a lot of fun, too. And you make a new friends that way and uh, make a new friends. Anyway, speaking and, uh, of making new friends or seeing old friends that we'd only yes. podcasted with, who did you get to see there? Oh, well, yeah, well, I saw John you know, for breakfast. And then later the day I was it, I was at Encanto and just happened to see, I, we were going to meet up anyway, but, um, but Matthew from Imagineer podcast was right there. And I'm like going, and so, yeah, so it was like meeting him in, in, in real life was very cool. So, yeah. So we just kind of hung the whole weekend. He had some friends there. So I was part of a group, another party five. <laughs> That's awesome that, you know, like, especially we love Matthew and I love listening to his show. I know you do too, but then also the interactions we've had over zoom. It's really fun to get to have some of those interactions yeah. in person as well. Um, yes. But yeah, so now we get into kind of the, the news that we were all waiting for. We were expecting some big announcements to come out of this parks panel. And I will tell you right up front, Front, there was not a huge amount of big announcements. However, I do understand that. And this might be maybe not the most popular position to take, but we are uh, still in the middle coming out of whatever you want to say of a global pandemic. And that global pandemic happened to have a huge amount of impact on the bottom line of corporations everywhere and Disney included. And so we did have some cancellations of some projects we were excited for RIP Mary Poppins and Epcot. Although I really hope that comes back someday. Mm -hmm. um, but we, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting the type of D 23 or destination D event where they're like, guess what? We're building this new land. 
and we're going to mm-hmm. open a new park. You know, all that stuff that we traditionally have because of the, uh, just frankly, the economics of where we're at right now. But we did have Josh Damaro actually leading his first parks panel, which I thought was really cool because uh, first things first, I thought he did an absolutely excellent job of building the hype within the room, but also on the live stream. He's extremely good at communicating. Uh, He's, to me, you know, he is going to be the future CEO. I think he's the CEO that the fans want. Uh, And so I hope that he gets that opportunity. I know he's getting a bit of blowback at the moment because there are some things happening within the parks and resorts, maybe being made even above his level. But at some point you have to say like, he has a hand in some of these decisions that people are unhappy with, but the man can hold a stage and For an hour he, and a half. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he can, he can keep up that energy. I love the um, kind of Steve jobs adjacent look where he was kind of more <laughs> casual with just a zip up and the Mickey shirt. It was really, really good uh, all around. So thoughts on Josh first, before we dive into all the news. It, well, uh, cause I have been to a, a parks panel um, that was headed by, uh, the previous person who held that position. And um, and I believe that that was Bob Chapik, if well, I'm not was. mistaken. It, okay. It was, and, <laughs> and, and it was excited for all about five minutes. Anyway. I would but, say Bob Chapik, who was um, somewhat uninvited from Destination D23. Well, I don't, yeah, there's all sorts of speculation and I don't. There are, we don't, we don't dive into that speculation, do well, we, Brett? we don't. Okay. Okay. Um, we don't at all. I mean, I, I kind of <laughs> thought that was going to happen and it, and it did. And there, ooh, but there was a rumor. I think he was afraid of booze. Um, but I think from what I heard from a couple of people is that um, had he been there, he they were just going to be silent with no clapping. And I must say, I was going to be one of them. I'd say that, that would be happen. worse than the booze, I think. I think so, too. Silence. That was my that was my uh, protest. But it didn't have to happen that way because we had we had Josh. What's. Yeah, well, a little bit later, I got to tell you. Well, anyway, I, I, well, I got to tell you. Yeah, I did have I did have personal moment with Josh tomorrow. Oh, are you kidding me? Yes, a picture and everything. Yeah. How did that work out? So was he just kind of feeling the room and going around the whole room, no, no, or no, did no, no, you no. just okay. walk up I to him? Out. Or I skipped out of. I'm sorry, Brett. I'm sorry, Brett. I I skipped out of the. Uh, of the the trains, planes, and you know monorails, monorails, which was yeah. hosted by Brett Iwin, right? I know. And, and I'm like, I feel uh, so bad. also really included Bob Gurr, who we've also talked to in the past, correct? Well, <laughs> was he there? Oh, I didn't. I don't think he was there. I think he was okay. part of the like video montages yeah. and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I felt bad because okay, so yeah, so I did go to Mickey's of Glendale the day before, and I was, I was really really careful with my spending i i'm like going i bought one thing and i'm like going, that's enough that's enough and of course a little bit later i'm like going well during that panel i'm like going well it's gonna get so busy because it's it's mickey's of glendale I, I, if i'm gonna go I, i'll go right at the beginning of this panel and then i'll run up there and then i'll run back okay so i do apologize brett i'm sorry um but when i was up there i made a couple of purchases of some books and a couple of other things and there he was josh tomorrow he was greeting guests because it wasn't very busy up there but it was a lot of cast members and he was thanking them personally, which I understand he does a lot and always has. So, um, so there was a couple talking to him, and 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So this couple, yeah. So they they were uh, Club Thirty Three members. They bought a second house and were living in uh, in Golden Oaks and <laughs> I'm like Disney Golden Oaks. So I'm like, like, whoa. So yeah. So he was spending some quality time with them, and uh, I offered to take their picture because I'm like going, well, because it's a nice thing to do, and then also maybe they'll take my picture, and they did. So I have a picture. what a way to get that done. Well, Good job, Brett so, Rutherford. Um, Yes. Well, you know, I was like going and also, you know, I was endearing myself to to Josh. Well, look at this fine guy. He's just doing this nice thing. Anyway. Oh, he has such a lovely face. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I bet he went to Art of Shaving just the other day. Anyway, no, he didn't do that. Um, uh, I thanked him for his work. I'm like, going, what do you say? I'm like going later on. I'm like going, well, that was stupid. But anyway, I'm like going, I didn't want to say the future of this company is in your hands. Oh, please don't screw this I up. Didn't do that. I didn't yeah. do that as much as I wanted to. That's but really yeah. funny. And then, so I had these really heavy books because I bought two of them. I bought, and that's really what I wanted all along. But I was going to go to get them in the park, but there they were. So it was the new, the new Disney, Walt Disney World book. Um, and then I also, I also bought the cookbook, which the cookbook, it was not available until, you know, like next April, but there it was. So I bought both of those. So you have this heavy book and okay. Yeah. So I did get the spirit Jersey too. I did. I got that spirit and <laughs> figment on it. It was really cool. And I knew that if I didn't get it, then I eventually would get it on eBay. So there I was with my purchases, huge books. They're both like, well, it's like 350 pages and all this. So that's like very heavy. So I'm like very, very stealthfully getting back into the destination D23 uh, room and uh, watch the rest of Brett's uh, panel. So, so that was great. But yeah, so I had my Josh tomorrow moment, and had I not skipped away, uh, that would never have happened. So, I'm and you still got to see a little bit of Brett's panel, sure so I that's did. totally yes. fine. Oh yeah. So Brett is okay with that, I'm sure. I'm so what I want to do with these news items, we have an awful lot of news, even though some of it is just news of things coming back or being slightly modified. I'd like to kind of take this more rapidly uh, mm. because I do think that there are other sites and things like that. You could really oh, dive sure, deep yeah. into any of these. And if there is one that comes up, that's like, uh, I really want to talk about how horrible Fantasmic is at Walt Disney World because I'm Brett Rutherford and I want to talk about the update, then that's fine. But let's kind of try to take some of these more rapidly. Absolutely. And that's actually the first thing I wanted to bring up was Fantasmic returning. I'm very excited for it. I will tell you, I know I mentioned it in our podcast pals group, but I have a countdown. Finally, I'm going to Disney World in about 100 days. I am Hallelujah. so excited. Thank I am goodness. excited for you too. Right? I, and so, oh, I'm so excited. A lot of this stuff just says, returning in 2022. And I will tell you, I will be very thrilled if they decide to bring Fantasmic back sooner rather than later in 2022. I always really enjoyed that show. It is going to be an updated Fantasmic. We all have commented before. Brett uh, has commented quite frequently about what? the Pocahontas of it all. Really? And so they are updating it. And if you look at the artwork that was shown, you see some Moana type imagery and you also see a little snowflake uh, in the corner as well. So I do wonder if maybe when they say a new and improved or updated Fantasmic, if maybe Pocahontas might take a back seat to Moana, Elsa, and Anna. Uh, but what are your thoughts quickly on the updated Fantasmic coming to DHS? I'm happy for those that are ready for that to happen. It might be like your favorite thing ever. Who knows, right? It could be. 
I'm sorry. I tried. Anyway, <laughs> I'm like going, I'm, I even told Matt, I'm like, I will not go to that Fantasmic. I will not go to. And then the next day I'm saying, OK, well, I will. <laughs> so I'll give it a chance. I will whenever that happens. I know you will. And I bet you're going to end, end up enjoying it. I will. Yeah, I will throw some of my love for it your way and you will enjoy it. Um, it's a Festival of Fantasy. It's a tugboat. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Festival of Fantasy. You know, it all kind yeah. of began with a tugboat. I'm just saying, Steamboat Willie. Anyway, Festival of Fantasy coming back to Magic Kingdom. I'm not a parade guy. I got to tell you, I just, I am in Disney World so infrequently. I am not staying for a parade. I'm sorry, y'all. I just, and maybe if my son is like, I really want to see Maleficent's dragon, I'm sure he will. But I, this news doesn't necessarily excite me. What about you, Brett? Are you excited I'm to see thrilled. it coming back? I'm like going, it means people that, uh, that I know and love. Are oh, that's very true. Employed. Yes, you're I'm right. Like going, and for that I'm reason, very I'm very excited as well. Yeah. I'm like, going, you know, that it's taking so long is kind of a, it's kind of a question that I have because I'm like going, having, uh, waited, for multiple hours for uh, for fireworks shows and the new you know the new uh, enchantment show in front of the castle and when you wait hours for um, the castle projection show um, that kind of puts to rest you know we shouldn't be uh, waiting you know before entertainments I'm like waiting long periods of time for entertainments because I'm like going because we're already doing it so uh, yeah so bring back festival of fantasy and everything else because the cavalcades are nice <laughs> but they don't take the place of a full-on parade we'll what talk about the, the cavalcade parade well it's coming back and it's at three o'clock thank you we will talk cavalcades here in just a second before we do one of the other pieces of entertainment live entertainment that will be returning is to the front of the castle mickey's magical friendship fair it's been called a lot of different names over the years but this will be kind of a reimagining of it probably including some of the new characters that we would love to see as part of this and uh, i'm pretty excited about this one i do like those stage shows in front of the castle i know that some people don't like that it closes off the castle you can't walk through the castle during the shows but i think that that this is one to me unlike a parade because maybe it's because I'm a theater guy. I will actually, and I probably won't wait for it though. I, I'm not that guy that's like, I need to get my spot an hour and a half before, but it yeah. seems like with these shows, because that hub area is so open and you can see from further away that it's almost like you could walk up anywhere in that hub area and probably find a decent spot right sure. at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. And I would do that. But what are your, your thoughts there? Oh, yeah. Well, again, more entertainment is a good thing. Yeah, more people getting back that. to work. I yes, mean, I, that's that. absolutely uh, for sure. quintessential Disney. I mean, a, you know, a cap having performed in castle shows, I know people like that, and I like it, you know, as a guest. So um, it's quintessential Walt Disney World, you know, um, Magic Kingdom magic. So loving it. So happy it's coming back. One of the things to come out of all of this are character cavalcades, and I'm actually pretty excited that they are sticking around. And I know this, again, gets back to that conversation we just had about parades. I actually like the idea of cavalcades because then they occur randomly throughout the day. I don't have to wait for an hour and a half before they happen. And it just kind of additional sprinkling of Disney magic. So uh, I know that you have a lot of characters listed here that are going to be joining the fun and uh, lots of really cool ones like Clarabelle that we love to 
to see in the parks. Toy Story characters. Uh, we have Moana and Merida and Miguel and Baloo and Nick and Judy from Zootopia. Oh, so many Zootopia. different people that oh. will be involved or different uh, characters, I should say, not necessarily different people, although the yeah. um, cast members as well that will be on the character cavalcades. I'm excited to see that those are going to continue even though parades are returning. Yes. Well, again, yep. Mm-hmm. More entertainment, uh, more bang for your buck while you're in that uh, in that area. And it just provides to me a bit of a sprinkling of Disney magic to be like, oh, my goodness, look at that. Here comes the frozen ladies, you know, right down the street. Um, We're also going to get and we already knew that this was coming. But sometime in 2022, we are getting an update to the Finding Nemo musical at Disney's Animal Kingdom. There is something there is a rumor out there and i want to say that this is a rumor and uh brett if you don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole i'm fine with that there is a rumor that maybe part of the reason they are readjusting the show is so they do not have to use equity actors to be in the show um if that's the case then i'm sad uh but because i do think that the benefit of this particular musical has always been the extremely top-notch quality they were able to get we spoke to someone that played nemo way back when we talked about to the secret secrets to the super secret hive folks uh back in like the 60s or 70s that episode was um and so episodes really, not years <laughs> i say episodes um but If that's why they're updating this, I'm not cool with that. If it is more to include newer technologies along with the puppetry that we already had, then I think that this could be really cool. So this is going to be called Finding Nemo, The Big Blue and Beyond. Uh, Thoughts on the new Finding Nemo updates coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom? Well, this was kind of new information, at least for me. You know, I'd heard that there would be a re-envisioned version, but it's, um, I, they were saying that it's the songs that we love from the old one, but now it takes place during the Finding Dory sort of time period. So that was, that was new. That was exciting. And, um, I love that show. So I'm just glad it's, I'm glad it's coming back and we'll just wait to see if it is as beloved as the original. Hopefully so. A classic, a new story with those classic songs. Uh, I'm, I can get behind that. Just better use those equity actors. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Disney, bring them back, please. You can afford it. So Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. We did actually get a more specific date for this. We It is going to be launching off in the summer of 2022, which means my trip in March, I will probably not be able to experience it unless they're running way ahead of schedule. But you also got to see, you had a message from Glenn Close, who's going to be uh, returning as Nova Prime for this attraction. We do yeah. know that in the middle, that James Gunn actually had posted a bunch about this uh, prior. They are in the middle of filming, or actually they may have just wrapped filming for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And so while they were doing that, they also took those actors and they filmed the scenes that will be used for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. You have the costumes right there. You have all the actors gathered right there. So why not? And that's really exciting stuff. I am so excited about this coaster. I know Mm. we could get into a big, long conversation about whether Guardians of the Galaxy should have their own pavilion in uh, Epcot. I do think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of cool how they're working it into sort of like that world wants to come and be part of world showcase Mm -hmm. but um that aside talk to me about guardians of the galaxy uh 
Cosmic Rewind. Also, I know that they had a ride yes. vehicle there. Yes, did you get to sit in it? I did. I kept looking oh, at it, kept man. looking at it, and the last night I'm like going, I'm sitting. So I, <laughs> it was great because it, um, you feel secure. It is more than just a little, uh, um, uh, regular seatbelt with a little yellow tab that you pull on. Um, it, uh, it doesn't have like over the head sort of stuff. It has like this bar that comes down and hugs you and keeps you tight. It's like, um, I, I felt very secure. I also know that is a, that it is a family friendly experience. So Vanessa, if, if, okay. If you see Vanessa, let her say it herself, but she's going to Walt Disney world too. Yeah, she's going to. So all of us are going. So I no longer feel guilty for about any of that anyway. So that's good. Well, anyway, so it's a family friendly roller coaster there. It's a, it's a backwards launch. It's all this sort of stuff. And it's, you know, there's an awful lot of spinning in that. I don't know. You're convincing Vanessa to get on that ride. Yeah. Well, we will have, we will have to test it. We will. I'll test it several times for her if necessary. And, you know, we do know that the electric umbrella had closed and we were anticipating that it probably would not reopen. It wasn't necessarily the popular spot to eat in Epcot, but we will be getting now Connections, a new quick service restaurant. I'm excited about this because it seems like they're going to really up the quality here to like a Santuli Canteen, Woody's Lunchbox, like those quick services that are really destination type restaurants now for like, I'm already excited about going to Santuli Canteen and to Woody's Lunchbox. And so Connection seems like a place that will be a bit more upscale as well and provide a lot of fresh foods that you can get, uh, which totally fits in with the idea of Epcot. And it'll be kind of in that world celebration area as well. So uh, are you excited about Connections? I'm always excited about everything at Epcot because <laughs> I was there on opening day. So I'm always excited about it. So and it's and it's needed some serious TLC for some time. And actually this was a little bit I think this was I don't know if it was supposed to happen, but in an, in another panel, Tom Fitzgerald um, very noted uh, Disney Imagineer was talking about various things, but he was, but he kind of mentioned that that Epcot was going to be that the new version of Epcot was going to be complete by 2023. So. Ooh. That's exciting. Mm, so that was kind of, it was a little offhand and I don't know if that was intentional or just an oops or whatever, but that was, well, it hit, yeah, it made the blogs the next day. Epcot done in 2023. So, which I'm like going, cause it gives very little time for a reimagined imagination. So I'm a little concerned about that, but anyway. Yeah, we'll see uh, if that timeline holds true. We do know that things change as we've come to find out in the last two years. So <laughs> the last thing they really hit on in this panel, you are going to be experiencing it. So I know we are going to do lots and lots of deep dives on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. You got to see in action in RL, yes. you got to see the lightsaber, uh, Josh Damaro. It was funny because the cast member that brought it out to him, like brought it out so nervously. And then when Josh had him take it back. Uh, I don't think that the lightsaber can retract because he did not have it retract. And just seeing that cast member, that poor guy, try to grab that from him and like make sure it doesn't fall or whatever. Yeah. It was like he was carrying, it wasn't like he was carrying a baby. It was like he was carrying 45 babies and he was trying to make sure <laughs> that none of them babies. fell. Um, right. It was so funny to watch on the live stream, but Josh yeah. did get to see that. Uh, you all got to see that lightsaber in action. Yes, we did. And there was a big sound effect 
to, which I do not know if it was emanating from the lightsaber itself or if there was an enhancement with that. But uh, yeah, it was cool. And then they showed, you know, the actual lightsaber training, which is different. My guess is, you know, the one that they showed is going to be, well, shall we say, saved for the big moments in, you know, at the end of the Star Cruiser cruise. But the lightsaber training is, uh, they did show, um, there was video of Josh uh trying out the new the new training so it was cool it was a little I, I don't know i think some people yeah okay there are some people who were less than enthusiastic about that option and i'm like going ah have you done it yet no so i'm looking forward to whatever that experience is it did seem like in the concept art, they sold it more as the uh, experience that we know Luke Skywalker had in A New Hope. However, uh, However. You, like it, it seems like it's changed. And I think as long as they bring the story and the fun and excitement along with that, maybe that is like the least coolest thing you do on this Star Cruiser. And I don't think we can judge it appropriately until we, we have someone of our own. We have one of our own heading off to of our, the oh, stars. Oh so, um, yeah, so we clearly will get the full scoop from you and the unabashed scoop. I want, I want all of it, Brett. I yes, want you to be I'm able varnished. to remove your filter, uh, <laughs> your Disney optimism filter for that episode. Cause I want to hear it all. Um, but yeah, we are excited about all of that. I do want to, um, address one thing that was not announced that people were, uh, hoping for. And I know Vanessa in particular oh, was really gosh. hoping for a nighttime parade to happen at the magic kingdom. Any, really anywhere in a Walt Disney World property. And everybody thought maybe Paint the Night would make sense to come over across from uh, the West Coast. But we did not get any announcements like that. That doesn't mean that it won't happen. And I'm sure that at some point, they have to be working on some kind of nighttime parade. It just seems like this wasn't the time to announce that. Now, we did get a lot of announcements that were like, this is happening in 2022. I don't think that that means that is all that's happening in 2022. I think that that means that these are things they were ready to announce now. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on that because I do want to get over to the other coast and we're already kind of running long. So Disneyland. Okay. Fantasmic and World of Color coming back in 2022. We're pumped about that, right? Yes, yes. Day parades are coming back. We're yes. pretty happy about that. Yes. Uh, churros are coming back. He, he announced, are churros gone right now? I don't know. Anyway, I guess they're coming back. The uh, Main Street Electrical Parade is also returning, correct? Loved. <laughs> There's going to be magic bands over there in Disneyland. Uh, that will be fun and exciting, right? Yeah. And there's new magic bands, but that's in the next section. (laughs) Okay. Uh, There's going to be some new areas to downtown Disney because again, of course, we have Disney Springs in Walt Disney World and it is still called downtown Disney in Anaheim. And uh, this is going to be exciting. I think it's going to be really trying to revitalize that space much like they did with Disney Springs about five to six years ago. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is uh, there's only one DVC property out there right now, and that's the Grand Californian. And they are going to be building a new Disney Vacation Club tower next to the Disneyland Hotel as well. So more opportunities to buy into DVC. I'll tell you what. Yes. I'll tell you what. Okay. We don't have a travel agent sponsor. We don't. Mm -hmm. But for my trip, I, I... I know Justin Souter with Disney dads. I love him. I'm using him. Uh, That doesn't mean that you can't use anybody you want, but 
Justin actually found us a rate at a DVC property that was considerably less than a deluxe, which is what we were going for anyway. So we're staying DVC uh, this upcoming Ooh, trip, and I'm excited about that. We are staying, we're staying, staying at Wilderness Lodge. So oh, I am oh, real excited yeah. about our opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so Disney Vacation Club, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll love it so much that we buy into it. I don't know. Mm, well, um, <laughs> yes products that were talked about as well you mentioned the magic band plus it looks it is, really yes, cool it's called magic band plus because why is everything plus area? and genie plus well, and I disney asked, plus actually, and all these pluses to, i actually talked to the magic band people I said, does this new product have a name and they said magic band plus and they just kind of there was this little bit of plus <laughs> It was so funny. It's like, so funny. So I wonder if the plus thing, I wonder because like Apple TV plus, like all of these I think uh, different. They started it though. Cause they did. But at the same time, it. I wonder if that's going to be like such a moniker of like this time period, you know, like everything oh, sure. was called plus or whatever. And I wonder how long that plus stays around and it doesn't yeah. get uh, moved around for sure. But, but yeah, it looks pretty cool. Well, it, it, it's going to open up new opportunities, interactive opportunities when you visit the park. And uh, all of the new the statues, the 50th anniversary statues are going to have some sort of activity when you use your Magic Band Plus and they are, things are going to light up. They, I guess it's the technology that was used during Paint the Night and um, and uh, World of Color when the ears were, were changing color. Mm. Um, he said that, that there's something along that line, but uh, oh, like the glow with the show kind of thing. Oh, glow with the show. That's yeah. what they used to call it. Yeah, I know. They used to I call know. it glow with the show. Yeah, I know. Um, no, that's all. That's all great stuff. There's also a Disney voice assistant, and we should mention that Brett. You have a Disney voice assistant uh, coming from coming. Amazon and from Disney well, as a said. member that was in that uh, audience. Yes, yes. I think, you know, when they I, when they did the live stream, I'm like going, well, you know, I'm kind of thinking that our swag is going to get a little bit better. And there it did because we're getting our own Amazon Echo show, I think. Anyway, so I'm very excited about that. So now Disney will be able to, you know, find out what we're doing at all times. Just, you know, I do. <laughs> kidding you know, <laughs> yeah but yeah but it's also going to be in the disney resort rooms um and you can go hey disney and find out you know the weather or various things very excited about that and i'll get it to looks, have that at home it looks very cute and even a little retro it looks like a disney channel design from yeah, like 1990s like it's yeah. got that kind of like mickey ears with like the purple and uh i just think it looks very cool i i, I think that those are really neat brett uh, you wanted to wrap up with some of your favorite panels. Any final? I know you've talked a lot oh, about I the know. panels that were oh, going gosh. on. Dick Nunes, uh, apparently, I did not see it, but Dick Nunes oh, apparently let the uh, he let his thoughts flow uh, in his panel. He, He's known for that, and and some people find that um, refreshing. <laughs> um, <laughs> some people. I'm, some people, yes. Well, yeah, actually, we can read between the lines of that. I think some people find it refreshing and just you know all that. Um, it was cool to hear his green side up story. Okay, you know because we I've always heard about, but to hear it, you know, from Dick Nunes, that's a cool thing. Um, considering that Rebecca Klein was the host for his interview, and he very offhandedly and kind of well he said oh you ever call you ever call those people at um at archives oh they're a bunch of idiots and i'm like going what and the audience just kind of went what so that was one of those more cl- 
colorful Dick Nunes moments, but he certainly, he, I think he very quickly got back on script, even for him. And, uh, but that was, I was glad when his, uh, session was over because I felt somewhat uneasy and unnerved when he was up there spilling all of his information and thoughts on all sorts of things. But it was interesting mm -hmm. that whole, actually the part that was before him, um, there were three cast members that were actually there from the absolute beginning that um, there were two women who were part of the preview center, one who went on to be uh, the first um, ambassador. Oh, Debbie Dane Brown was the first Walt Disney World ambassador. And she brought such magic and such wonderful memories to that panel. I really hope she can be a guest on Beyond the Mouse at some time because she was Amazing. Again, residual, residual chills. Um, it was really, 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 really cool. Yeah. But then, yeah, Dick Nunes. Well, he has a book coming out next fall, so we'll be breathing that. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, maybe even have him no, as a guest no, as long no, as we no, post no, no. explicit on the uh, podcast. Um yeah. Uh, you said you also wanted to hear my live stream updates. Here's my uh, poor uh, Disney fan thing. It was a very busy weekend. So the parks panel was the only thing that I was actually able to watch live. I did try to kind of keep it on in the background as I was playing with my son. And I just didn't quite get uh, to see a lot of other stuff, but it was very cool to get these announcements. And I think a lot of people uh, came out of Destination D23 seemingly a little bit disappointed there weren't any like other major announcements. However, again, I think Josh sold it so well and sold the fact that a lot of these things that we love are coming back. I'm okay with that because we're going to have uh, quite the D23 Expo, I think, next September. You know, mm -hmm. I, traditionally, Destination D events are not necessarily reserved for the huge announcements. Those come at mm -hmm. a D23. And so I would expect many more announcements and uh, talks about plans for the future next year at D23. And, and hopefully one two or three of us are there <laughs> out there covering it for you for beyond the mouse. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts as we begin to wrap up this Disney dudes podcast? <laughs> well, dude, um, what I really enjoyed about destination D23 at Walt Disney world. Um, really it was a celebration of everything Walt Disney world's 50th and, and with an audience that loves all of that. So there were trivia, there were extremely hard trivia sessions, really, really, really hard. There was so much more that was just really aimed at the fan. And the other thing that was really cool, because having been to now both of these experiences, it was kind of, it was quaint and charming and and everyone was very low-key when in cali in california at d23 expo um there are, there's there's a lot of shopping going on um and a lot of other things and the big announcements and all that so this one was kind of just charming in a way that uh and that it was very interesting and low-key it was you know it and you oh my gosh i got to sleep in my own bed <laughs> Who are we kidding? I got to sleep in my own bed, take an, an early morning lift over to the contemporary and enjoy all of the fun that was Destination D23. And it was, in fact, fun. There was some, oh, well, we ended up with a Disney Plus uh, season streaming's ugly sweater party, which I'm like going, it was a bunch of fun. Oh, it was just fun. Oh, good treats. And oh, I did win something, Craig. I did oh, I didn't win know that. something. No, yes, I won something. You won um, Josh Tomorrow's Heart. 
<laughs> okay. Well, sure. Yeah. Because you were so nice to take that picture. <laughs> no, actually, um, coming to Disney Plus is a diary of a wimpy kid. It makes sense. Um, Yes, and so the author of Diary of a Wimpy Kid was there signing books that were randomly given to guests who uh, they we were given um, Hawkeye stocking caps for Christmas stocking caps. Oh my gosh! Mm. Oh, I shouldn't have said that because then I could have made that your Christmas gift. But anyway, <laughs> um, and on the inside, if you had a special sticker, you got you got a, a free book, and he would autograph it to you. Oh, cool! Or people that you know. Oh, mm. oh, nice. Mm. That's really cool, Brett. I'm glad that yeah. you liked that. I got to um, win something. I'm like going, it isn't a cruise and it's, oh, the cruise. Yeah. I mean, that signed me up for that too. Oh, oh we yeah. We didn't even talk about the yeah. Disney wish. I, I what know. I would love to do is cool. uh, maybe try to reach out sometime in 2022 and maybe try to talk to an Imagineer that was uh, somewhat uh, involved in the wish because I am just amazed at the stuff that they're doing and oh, I love those so cruises. Cool. So shows? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we'll, we we didn't even touch on that, but we'll talk more about the Disney Wish as it starts to get to launch in June of 2022. We do still have a little bit of time to talk all things about that Little Mermaid show that's coming, that Captain Minnie show that's coming. Um, so we'll definitely chat about that in the future. But it's just great. Uh, last question, yes or no, would you pay to go back to Destination D23 again? Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> yes. Okay. That's all I need to know. That's, that's good. I'm like going, you know. No, we don't need to add any more than that. You said yes. Yeah, I think that know, that speaks at all. So, true. yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So, if you, this is your first episode of Beyond the Mouse, just know that we have a wonderful third co-host named Vanessa Ferguson, who is again not available with us today because she's very busy at work. It uh, is NPR Illinois. I think it's actually their winter drive. So go and check out nprillinois.org and make a donation to them. We would really appreciate if you would do that. And it just keeps that station alive. It keeps NPR alive and well in the area. Uh, if you are listening though for the first time, please go back and check out any of our interviews that we've done, any of the interview, any of the episodes that was just the three of us chatting about Disney and the things that we love about Disney. Um, you can also find us on social media if you check out Instagram, Beyond the Mouse Pod. And then you can also find us on Twitter, Beyond Mouse. We are on Facebook quite a bit as well. Beyond the Mouse Podcast is our page. And then we have a group, Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals. Please go and join that and introduce yourself and talk to us. We would love to chat all things Disney with you. So uh, I think that that's it. We're going to get out of here yeah, and dude. Vanessa will return next week. We have a great interview coming up with a gentleman named Saul Blinkoff, who uh, is an animator. He's a producer. He's a director. He's spent a lot of his career in the Disney company, but it's also worked with Brett DreamWorks and also Netflix as well. So we're excited to bring that interview to you next week. And till then for beyond the mouse, I am Craig and I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon, maybe in the front row of Destination D23 in the future, right, Brett? In the future. Yeah, dude. In the future, bro. 